Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Help! I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. I think it's time to rename the podcast to Help, I Suck at Podcasting. I'm currently (laughs) in an airport right now, and uh, I was not supposed to be on the podcast, but uh, Dean is having similar issues, so we're going to get him on. But we have a wonderful guest who's currently joining us. I don't know where in the world. But you know her. She's the queen of Bachelor Nation. It's Victoria Larson. Victoria, how are you? Jared, thank you so much. I'm excited to finally connect with you and, you know, get to meet you since I had some issues with your beautiful wife while I was filming. But um, I'm good. I'm in London currently. Uh, I don't even remember those issues. Ashley is actually sitting next to me. Ash. Uh, we have Victoria on the podcast right now, and she was like, I've always wanted to connect with you guys after the show because of what happened on Matt James's. Do you even remember that? Well, yeah, uh, vaguely. She doesn't even remember. No, vaguely. I do. She said something. She didn't like me. I don't know why. Well, that's all right. It's, Victoria, <laughs> as you've learned, there's so many things that happen on the show that yes. when we all leave, we're like, why was that even a big deal? Yeah, I did block her on Instagram because, okay, yeah, it wasn't a big deal. It was very, like, producer-driven. But then after, um, I just felt I was getting so much online hate that just, like, anything negative I blocked. But that's why, yeah, I'm, like, so happy to connect with you guys. And congratulations on your baby and your business and everything. Oh, well, thank you so much. That means a lot. And there's certainly no hard feelings on Ashley or mine. And we think you're fantastic. We're so happy you're on the podcast. And um, we'll definitely, 
if you figure out a way to unblock Ashley, we would love to connect. <laughs> yes, I'm going to work on that. Absolutely. Because yeah, you guys seem awesome. So I'm happy to leave all the drama in the past. And Victoria, you are obviously known as the queen of Bachelor. Uh, so my question to you is, we, we've seen you on Bachelor. We've seen you on Bachelor in Paradise. But I feel like there's got to be an open door as long as you're single to potentially coming back into the Bachelor franchise and doing Paradise again. Would you ever do Bachelor in Paradise again? Um... I really don't know because um, I was going to do Bachelor in Paradise Canada this year and I just got really bad anxiety like while I had to do all the paperwork and stuff to go on and then I had some plans over in Europe and I was like I absolutely like maybe want to pursue that again if I don't find love but hopefully I find a husband in Europe this summer. So are you in Europe the entire summer? I may come back to Miami. Like I have a friend going back to Miami next week. So I'm going to try and hop on their jet because I have my dog, like five suitcases. So I'm like, I need to go back to Miami, regroup. And then I want to come back with just like one suitcase and travel. Is that what you're doing in Europe? Just kind of traveling and, and living in the moment? Yeah, it's been like amazing to live in the moment. And I feel like I always learn so many lessons about myself while I travel. Um, so I'm really grateful for this time. And like, I first came to Europe when I was 19 and always wanted to live here for a summer, but I was kind of still listening to my parents and like the structure they wanted me to follow. So I'm like really proud of myself for this year, like just doing it and coming over here and like living a dream. I always wanted to. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I'm sure after the whole experience in the bachelor franchise, some nice alone time, figuring things out, being able to travel on your, like on your own. There's a sense of, uh, actually, Ashley and I were talking about it today, about how when you, 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 know, you go through this bachelor experience and then you leave and then you really want to just have some time to like decompress and have, um, I don't know how to explain it, but like mental clarity. And the way to do that, I find a lot of times it's like being on my own and traveling. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, like after the experience, um, it's such an American show that that's why else I like to go international, because then you like find a sense of normalcy again, rather than people recognizing you for a role that you were on a TV show. I would imagine that a lot of people come up to you, though, and are, are extremely nice. Am I wrong? Like, have you had rude people come up to you? No. So the thing is, though, like people are always nice, but they're not necessarily fans of me. They're fans of the franchise, but they know who I am because they'll be like, let's take a picture. And then like they don't even follow me or like it's just the franchise as a whole, um, which is amazing. Like it's an amazing community that we have. So. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's Ashley and I always say the same thing. Like, you know, there's fans of the show. We were part of the show. And, you know, that's why people want to take pictures. And it's so humbling. And, and, and you know, because we always say one day, nobody's going to give a rat's ass about who we are. So it's always very nice. Anytime someone comes up, it's like, hey, let's take a picture. Um, so how did you get on the show initially? Were you a fan of the show prior? Okay, so actually how I got on is... Um, I applied on The Bachelorette 
And then like the producers or whoever called me and was like, no, you should apply to be on The Bachelor. And I was like, no, I want to be The Bachelorette. And they were like, it doesn't work like that. Like you have to submit to The Bachelor. Yeah. So it was like um, maybe like two weeks before Matt James is. And then um, I wonder how honest I should be. I'll just, I'll just share. So like my friend Savannah had applied to be on the show before me. And when she was casting, she was like, yeah, I'm a sweet girl. I'm a girl's girl. And like, she didn't get through. So she was like, no, you have to say like, you're crazy and you're willing to have drama and like, you'll get on. So I did that. And then I feel like that's why partially why I was wrapped up in a lot of the drama, you know, cause I, I was like down to do it. Well, I mean, listen, you were a very fun character and like people, listen, of course, like that's a part of who you are, but I think a lot of people who watch the show don't realize too, that like it is, you know, it's very real, but also like it is a TV show. And like, of course we, you know, we want to have fun and be energetic and do things that we wouldn't normally do. Um, so yeah. when you went through, you got on the show, you know, you go through this crazy experience on the bachelor and then you leave there and you decide, Hey, I'm going to come back to bachelor in paradise. What was that thought process for you saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go back into this world and give it another shot. So for me going on paradise, of course I wanted to find love, but ultimately it was also to, you know, show more dimension and get to kind of have like my quote unquote redemption of who I was, um, which I didn't last that long. So I, I wish I would have pulled an Ashley and just like stayed after the rose ceremony. Didn't she do that once? She did do that once. Where I should have. I was. It's just you, you should have. You should have been like, ah, I'm not leaving. And then they'd be like, all right, yeah, why don't you come back down? Yeah, exactly. I wish I definitely would have stayed on the beach a little longer. Um, but it was still nice to like see everyone. And I, I just felt like my match wasn't there that season anyway. So you love paradise. What has life been like after paradise? Have you been dating? Is there somebody that you have met? I know you said you're single right now and traveling, but I, what has dating been like for you? Um, so that's another thing. Like, I feel like dating after the show, obviously everyone has access to the internet. And um, I don't think that always worked in my best favor. So I've definitely met a couple assholes this summer. Um, I have someone I like that lives in Florida. And then I met someone I like that lives half the year in France, half the year in Dubai. And they just like inspire me to be a better version of myself because I'm still working on really leveling up myself just so that I can attract the match of who I want to be. So I'm like grateful to meet guys that push me to want to be, be a better version of myself. Hey Jared, <laughs> I appreciate you stepping in for me, man. Um, I, I want you to leave though, because you shouldn't even be here right now. <laughs> All right, Dean. Well, I love you, buddy. Victoria, it was so nice uh, chatting Bye. with you and, and yes. uh, please come back. I would love to chat with you more. And then uh, once you unblock Ashley, uh, please reach yes. out to both of us. Cause I, I would, I would love to connect in person. Absolutely, I will. Safe travels and talk soon. Thanks. All right, bye, guys. Out. 
at Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash blackandunlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I'm so sorry, Victoria. How how are you? <laughs> this whole, I'm this good. Whole situation aside, I hope you're doing good. <gasps> no, it's great. Um, what what have I missed? Can you fill me in a little bit? Well, I had some drama with Ashley, but luckily she didn't remember. And she was like, but I think Victoria blocked me on Instagram. I'm like, I did. I don't know how to unblock. So I'm going to work on that later. I definitely did. I got to know the story behind this. 
how uh, how did this all unfold? Uh, have you already shared well, this, or, or am I am I catching up a little too late here? Yeah, it's not like that big. It was basically like producer kind of drama, and then um, I'm like really sensitive. So like after the show, just like anything that wasn't positive, I just like block. <laughs> I but, mean, you have every um, right to. I think a lot of people. It's funny. I. Uh, Kaylin and I talk about it sometimes as well, like blocking or like deleting comments or whatever it is or restricting profiles, which I've been doing a little bit of lately. But that, at the end of the day, it's your account. So you can do whatever you want. And like, who cares? You yeah. Know? Well, I'm definitely trying to work on being like less reactive and like respond instead of react, but all in divine timing. So what was the what was the issue with Ashley? She just said something you didn't like. Um, it, it was when we did like the sex scene, uh, or like it was supposed to be a love story, but mine was more sexual <laughs> and mm. it, there was some like little tiffs. I can't even remember. And then, um, she like said on the podcast that I have like a fetish. So then I started getting all these weird messages. So I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so done with that. So that's all yeah, it that's, was. It wasn't that that's block worthy. I think. Yeah, it was a misunderstanding, I believe. <laughs> well, it is what it is. There are uh, crazy people out there that send in do crazy things. It's funny too. It's like I'm sure Ashley. I would imagine at least Ashley was joking, and then people hear that and yeah. they take it to a to a crazy extreme. Um, yeah. So catch me up. Catch me up real quick. So you were on. I know you were on Matt season, and then I know you mm -hmm. did Bachelor in Paradise. Um, mm -hmm. What's been going on with you since the last time we saw you on TV? So after after Bachelor in Paradise, I actually started my OnlyFans. And okay. I'm a PG account. Like I only post bikini pictures, implied news, like nothing graphic. And that's kind of given me like the financial freedom to travel and do what I want. Um, and I work in real estate okay. and have my spray tanning business. So I actually just spray tanned a really big client here in London. And hopefully she'll put me on her podcast. So like just different things, just living life. Um, did you wait? Did you live in London now? I thought you lived in Florida. Yeah, so I was living in Miami, and then um, it was it was like April, and I was telling Jared I've always wanted to do a summer in Europe, like since I first came here when I was nineteen. So I'm mm -hmm. like so proud of myself for finally doing it because it's kind of scary. Like I put all my stuff in storage, um, and my friend let me park my car at her house. So I brought my dog. I'm here and um, I'll go back to Miami maybe in like, well, I'll have to go back to the States in August. I'm like bouncing around, but hopefully I find a husband over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's huge. I mean, that's definitely a big step. Kaylin and I talk about living abroad, but we um, have been, I may be like too scared or whatever it might be. Um, so props to you. That's definitely a big step. What part of uh, London do you Thank live in? You. Well, I'm not living in London. So like I right now I'm in Kensington. Um, okay. I was staying in Covent Garden for a while, Mayfair. But I was in Italy for like two weeks with a big group of friends. I did their spray tans for their wedding because I own a spray tanning business. Nice. And yes, then I went to Croatia. I went to Paris. I'm obsessed with Paris. Like I want a home base in France. Um I have to just go back to Miami and then come back. I'm like all over. So right. Well, that tourist visa, I guess you got to get out for a little bit and then come right back. Um, yeah. Kaylin's dream is for us to have a house in Italy. Have you been to Italy yet? 
Yeah. So I was just in Italy. It was actually my first time and like, it was incredible. I went to Ravello and then to Capri with like a big group of my Miami friends. So sick. it was, it was awesome. I mean, it's just what I really like about just being abroad is I find sometimes in America, everyone's, it's a good thing, but like everyone's very focused on money and like success and this, and like over here, people are just living and enjoying. And it's, it's, it just seems a little bit more meaningful for me in this chapter of my life. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I can definitely see where you're coming from. I feel like the culture out there is way less uh, like capitalistic or consumer consumeristic or whatever it is. They definitely do seem to make the most of every moment they're given, which is definitely a nice way to live life. Yeah. Um, and, and not a lot of people have seen the bachelor over here. So that's good for me. Do you catch a lot of heat like walking around America if people recognize you, are they usually nice to you or mean to you? Cause I've definitely had both experiences, but what has yours, yours been as, as a quote unquote villain, you know, for lack of a better yeah. word, I, would, I don't know if I would really ca- characterize you as a villain, but. Yeah. I think I was the villain for that season. Cause right. th- we'll tell Anna to go over. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like people will just like stare at me and then it's like, just say hi or not like because then i'm like do they recognize me or like do i have something in my teeth like what's happening like so and then you feel and then you feel uncomfortable you're like do i go up and say something or do i just pretend like i don't see them um yeah i want to clarify too i i I agree with what you said i don't i wouldn't necessarily agree that you were the villain but of that season for whatever reason they decided to center a lot of the drama around you um for better or for worse you know a lot of people lean into that role uh and and really enjoy it and um, some people maybe not so much, but I've seen I've seen both sides of the spectrum. So definitely, it's nice to be in yeah. Europe, and you don't see the only people recognizing you are probably Americans that are there on vacation or and whatever. I have, it is, so yeah, and I still do get recognized, which I love when people come and say hi. It's just like a bit surreal because I feel so like down to earth and just living my life, and then it's like, oh yeah, I did do that experience on TV. Have you um, had anyone approach you and be like, hey, I'm, I? Uh, subscribe to your OnlyFans, and that's how I know you. Have you had anyone say that to you yet? <laughs> no, and that would be weird. Like, if you subscribe to my OnlyFans, please don't come up to me. That's no awkward. way. I say it, they probably would be they'd be loving it, licking their chops. They'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I got to meet Victoria yeah. in person finally." Um, that's interesting. <laughs> the OnlyFans thing. I obviously it's been in the headlines for probably the past year or so, but you you've been enjoying it. Obviously, like it's been paying you money, so why not, right? Yeah, I mean, at first, I'll be honest, like it it gave me a lot of anxiety, but it was, it was like a choice I wanted. Because also too, what people don't know about OnlyFans is it's not porn. Like it's a way for you to connect with your fans and get financial abundance from it. Like, yeah, you don't have to make it dirty. So I think that was hard was where it was like tainted. Like people have Mm -hmm. like a tainted idea. Like I had a girl come up to me. I was eating pizza in Miami and she was like, you do porn now. I'm like, no, what? Like I have an OnlyFans, Yes. But I think people just don't understand what it actually is. I mean, I've never really been on the website and I I, I agree with what you're saying. I feel like the headlines you see about it make it seem like it is a little bit more uh, provocative than it sounds like you have the, I mean, obviously you have the choice of how, how risque you eventually want to go with it. But um, I think like, yeah, the underlying idea of it is that it's always going to be like porn-esque, you know, maybe like softcore or whatever, or just no, nude photos yeah, or whatever like, it is. But yeah, you can. And I definitely get like weird, weird messages on there. Like that was part of what was giving me like 
literal nightmares because you just get like weird ass messages. But like, what, what now, was a weird message you'd get? Just people saying what they're visualizing doing to you is weird. But like, yeah. um, at the end of the day, like we're all a little bit in the public spotlight after the show. Yeah, so like, for sure, you can, you could get those messages on Instagram. It's just more like common on OnlyFans. Right. More, more direct, I guess. Uh, yeah. What, what is, what has dating been like since the show? Have you, are you dating anyone now or are you single living your best Europe life? I'm definitely single right now. Um, I met someone I like in France, so we'll see. And, um, is he a French man? Yeah. Yeah. He's French, but he lives in Dubai and he's just okay. like hot. Yeah, I mean, he sounds odd just by those two <laughs> things alone. Yeah, he's just like cool. And also, he's like very shy. So, like, I always date shy guys, but like guys that are like alpha, but they're not like, I feel like I have a very big personality. So, I love when the man doesn't, or yeah, like it's big, but it's not showing. Right, right. It like allows you to step up and be the, the main event at all times. I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. What um, about you? Are you? Are you more an entertainer or is Kaylin or you're both just like calm? No, that's a really good question, actually. Um, so Kaylin is way, way reserved and quiet and uh, gentle when she communicates with people. And I typically like to be like, um, not like a, not, I'm like a third, not like a third string, like the third option in like in a basketball team, you know, like I'm not the star. I'm not going to be jacking up all the shots, but like <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good role player. Um, but in the relationship with Kaylin, I feel like I have to like step up and be like the uh, audacious and ridiculous one at all times because otherwise it would just be too like quiet people moving out throughout the world and I like I can't handle this so I have to like be loud and boisterous so much more often than yeah. I would be before um so it's it's okay I guess it's uh <laughs> I don't know it's there's nothing wrong with it it's just it's a role I'm not used to filling in life but it's been fun yeah and um, I think it's good that she like pushes you to like be that version of yourself I guess so. I don't know if it's more, I don't know if it's her pushing me to do it or me being like, I just can't, I, I, <laughs> I, I like when, uh, like when people are just like loud, not like obnoxious loud, but like when they're like, like being honest or like they're projecting or whatever it is. Like, I like that. And so then if both of us are being like kind of withdrawn a little bit, then I'm like, I have to be, I, I just have to be crazy for like a couple minutes and then I can go back to being my like normal self. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. Oh. though. Literally exactly how you described it. Like that's how I felt while filming The Bachelor because I I love the girls I filmed with, but I genuinely feel like everyone was very conscious of what they were doing and how they're yeah. being portrayed because Instagram plays such a role now. So I mm -hmm. swear, I really think some of the girls were like, Oh, I, I heard it in the house, like, oh, you won't get this brand deal if like you have that personality, like this and this. And I was similar to you where I'm like, no one's doing anything. Like I have to put on a show right now or like there is no show. <laughs> no, a hundred, a hundred percent. Yes. I, I fully empathize with where you, uh, where you're coming from with that. And it's, it's so funny too. It's like, come on, just like, like, just, just do whatever you like, just be wild for a second. Like let your innovations yeah. run wild and just do whatever you want. Um, just like entertain, and, and like, yeah, just just let loose a little bit. Kaylin, uh, Kaylin comes from a pageant background as well, where uh, she'll she'll be the first to admit she sometimes like puts her, you know, puts her best foot forward or puts the face on where she's like trying to not like impress everyone, but like 
please everyone. She's definitely a people pleaser and stuff like that. And I, I tell her all the time, I'm like, Kaylin, like, I want you to like make that person angry. Like, you know, do something not like not like bad, but like like tell that person yeah. how you feel. Tell that person that your uh your food isn't cooked right or something like that. You know what I mean? But she's <laughs> uh and God bless her soul too. So I love polite. her to death. She's she's so polite and so pleasant. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's like you get you get walked over a little bit when you're like that. So I try to tell her to speak up for herself every once in a while. But yeah. It's it's tough all around, I guess. I actually did pageants as well, which may surprise you. And so oh, one nice. of the girls yeah, one of the girls I competed with knows Kaylin and like had such wonderful things to say. So like the pageant world is very small. I obviously with my personality like did not excel <laughs> at it, but I did it. And I met I think, great girls from it. I think what would be great about your personality in the pageant realm is uh you, st- you definitely stand out. And I think that's important, right? You're not going to get seen unless you stand out a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But I do. That's what's kind of hard. Like I, I stand out, but like I told you, it was kind of like I wanted to give and perform. And I always have that people pleaser element. But then I also am like shy and sensitive. Like mm-hmm. I'm a human being. So I'm multidimensional. I'm not just one thing. Definitely. What, uh, what state did you run for in uh, Florida? I did Florida and then I did California um, right before COVID. And then I did Florida one more last year just to kind of mm-hmm. get connected because there's great girls that do it. Like they're all so driven and I love it. Yeah. I feel like California has got to be one of the hardest states. There's so many people, so many people competing, especially in that, I bet, for that state. Like, Yeah. Well, California is more competitive than Miss USA because yeah. Miss USA has 50 and California has like, 200 right well and as far as i understand it from kaylin too she's saying like if there's like 10 competitors in california that are really like solid competitors they'll like put a couple of them to other states like north dakota or something where they're yeah. shooting to win and then they'll compete in like the miss usa it's like it's crazy like kaylin, for instance kaylin was uh miss virginia or miss teen virginia i think and then there was like another really strong virginia female and then so they sent Kaylin to North Carolina where obviously she won North Carolina I don't know it's all it's all crazy and weird but yeah California seems like a tough state tough state to compete in mm-hmm. um hey Victoria we got some emails uh that we do every week on this podcast uh believe it or not it's one of the staples of the of the podcast not showing up on time is not one of the things but the emails is one of the big <laughs> ones so uh we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna get back and we're gonna answer some emails are you cool with that yeah absolutely okay cool so for the listeners stay tuned we'll be right back At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. 
But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome back, everybody. We're back for emails. We got Victoria and, of course, we got the fan favorite, Easton Allen, joining us. Going to read some emails for us and hopefully help us answer some of them. So, Victoria, how this works is we have some listeners that email us. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. They have either dating questions or they need some advice or they just want to vent their scenario. Um, Usually we get some weird, freaky ones, but Easton, what do we have this week? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do it. Uh, This first one's from Chelsea. I've been single for six months now, and I just saw on Instagram last week that my ex has moved on. We dated for four years, so it's hard for me knowing that he's already in a relationship. I found his new girlfriend on Instagram, and she's public, so I can't help myself from looking. I know this is more of a girl thing, but I can't stop looking to see if she posted anything new. I know the obvious thing is to block her so I can't see, but now I'm comparing myself to her in my head. Any advice for me? Do guys look at their exes and their new significant others? Um, Victoria, I want you to take this first because I'm sure you can empathize a little bit more. with Not because of the ex or anything like that, but as a girl, you know, she's looking for like a, a friendly girl advice. Yeah. I mean, I'm absolutely a blocker, but I know when your mind wants to look, you'll look from a different account or whatever. And I've definitely been there, but like, you have to just really take time and like focus on rebuilding yourself so that you don't even want to look. And I would say that like, you know, of course it's valid that you're upset, but, um, 
you know, I, seriously, I was that girl. Like my ex in LA dumped me six months later, was engaged to be married. Like I thought it was a joke. And um, I was so heartbroken when I would check his Instagram and I haven't checked it in so long just because I, I worked on myself. I moved on, you know, just give yourself grace and time and like do small steps to move forwards because, you know, your person is out there. And, and also I would say rather than comparing yourself, just find the love in your heart to genuinely be happy for him that he found someone and like, find that gratitude for him and then know that like, you're going to find your person too. Um, that's good advice. Do you think so? Do you think it's healthy or un unhealthy for to be for her to be doing it? As long as it's coming from like, a healthy place, you think it's okay? I, I think it's absolutely unhealthy. I think it's oh. understandable. It's the culture that we live in. But I think that mm -hmm. you have to like train your brain to not do it because you're also creating a habit when you keep going back and then you're like feeding that mm -hmm. addiction and you have to like rip off the bandaid and just like move forwards, move on. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. I definitely did this a bunch too when I would break up with someone or get broken up with, but it mostly happened to me when I was like uh, late teen, early 20 year old. And I feel like I eventually grew out of it. Uh, as far as like looking up my ex's new partners, I haven't done much of that. I like, you know, sometimes still just randomly creep on an ex's Instagram profile just to see what ha they've been up to. I don't know. It's just, there's a weird thing. Like this person used to be super important to you. So once every like couple months, I'll be like, oh, I wonder what that person's been doing lately. I don't know. It's just, uh, maybe that's not healthy either, but it's just, it's like a fun thing to do <laughs> no. every once in a while. Yeah. I've definitely done that. Like I have an ex-best friend, like a girlfriend, and I was like looking at her Instagram like six months ago. I'm like, oh, interesting. Cool. I'm good. Like move on. But I think yeah. when it's Ex when it's fresh out of a breakup, then it's like, and, it, and if you're comparing yourself and feeling sad, then that's when it's mm -hmm. unhealthy. Most definitely. And it's tough too, because she hasn't found someone new and her ex-boyfriend is now dating someone. So that definitely adds a little uh, insult to injury. But Easton, I want to ask your opinion on this, but it's it's got to be tough for you because you haven't had an ex for, what, 15 years? <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had an ex. Um, but and I would I would look at their I look at my exes like new dudes, even though it's been like, you know, almost 20 years uh, and they're all sure. losers. They, it was all a downgrade after me. So it makes me feel good about myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> the one thing I, I and I do. I check on my ex is not like out of like longing or like, but it is kind of mm -hmm. like you said, Dean, it's, it's interesting to see what someone who's important, who was important to you, what they're doing now. I, I dated a young lady uh, named Veronica and she had a, she had a tattoo on her throat. She was covering tattoos. She oh. was like totally blasted. This woman dropped off the planet. I have not been able to find her on Instagram or on social media for years. My wife and I, she's involved in this. We look for her like every six months. We're like, I wonder, I wonder if we can find Veronica now and nothing just, she's complete. I, I think she's in the CIA. Like she got completely wiped. So, if and it, did she, did, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. I was going to say if any, if any of the help army uh, wants to help me find uh -oh. Veronica Renteria from Salinas, California, uh, <laughs> well, I was going to ask, did she have social media at one point and then just got rid of it all? She was very online, very online. Oh. Like she is the one who like showed me Instagram. Uh, and then she just disappeared. It's crazy. I bet you, I bet you she invented like a hydrogen powered car or something. And the government just took care of her real <laughs> yeah, quick. Took her out. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so, but if, for Chelsea, I mean, I, like everyone else said, if it, if it's hurting you, then block this person. It's not, I don't see how it can help. You know, I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I randomly had a dream the other night about, uh, my high school girlfriend and I woke up and I told Kaylin all about it. It's just weird how, uh, you're so far removed from it, but every once in a while your brain just subconsciously is like, yeah, how's this person doing? And you're like, okay, whatever, I guess. I don't know. It's just weird. It's, it's sometimes it's like not even a conscious thing you're doing. You're just doing it for whatever reason. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's weird. It's, it's a weird thing. Um, uh, shall we move on to the next one? I think we shall. Okay. This is from Samantha. My husband and I got back from our honeymoon recently and I found out that I'm pregnant. I was so happy to find this out, but my husband seemed to be upset he mentioned that he feels he's not ready to be a dad and he wanted to get a new job before we started to have kids. How do I talk to him about this? How do I reassure him that everything will be okay? Well, I think if it's your husband, the first thing you should probably do is tell him. It sounds like that's that's a given, I would say, right? Like you don't want to keep him in the dark on something as important as this, even if it's maybe not perfect timing. I, I think she, I she think, told uh, him, but I think he's ups- he, he was upset about it. And and she's... Her, oh. He, he knows she's trying to... Like, <laughs> And what can she do to like help him feel better about what's happening? Good, good. That makes sense. That's a good clarification. Thank you, Easton. Um, well, first of all, good for you for telling him, even though you knew he was going to be upset. Kudos to you. I rescind what I just said earlier. Um, I honestly don't know how I'm trying to put myself in a position where Kaylin came back to me and was like, Hey, I'm pregnant. Um, I don't, I don't think, Although I don't want kids, I don't think I would necessarily be like upset about anything. So I can't really like empathize with it. Like I think maybe once the baby is born, he'll realize like how special being a father is. And I think he'll probably be okay with it. But like, are you just going to deal with being pregnant for nine months while your husband is being a jerk and um, uninterested in the baby that's supposed to be coming and stressed and all this kind of stuff? So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I even have a good advice for this one. But what do you guys think? That's such a tough one. Like I genuinely, I, I don't know. Cause that should be such a beautiful time of your life and, um, you know, something that you get to enjoy. So hopefully he would come around, but I don't have any advice. What do you think, Easton? You're the sage, I, the wise sage I'd, of the group here. I'm just, so Mark, who's normally on this podcast, he has children and I feel like what he would say is true. Uh, I think that a lot of dudes, when they're faced with these kind of things and they're not like ready in terms of like their version of ready, their initial reaction is like anger, <laughs> uh, frustration. Yeah. They want they want to retract. They want to withdraw. Um, but I think that when he starts to realize like the what being a father is, he wants to be a father. He wants to be a dad. He wants to have kids. He doesn't want to do it right now. Oh, yeah. He wants a new job. I guess then since he wants a new job, like I would just, if I was the woman, try to give positive energy and like motivate him and just like trust that the universe is going to bring you the opportunity that you need to have the family of your dreams and just really like visualize it and encourage your husband to also see it as well and like be that visionary in the partnership. I, I also feel like that's kind of a um, half-assed excuse. And I, I might be wrong for saying this, but um, f- for him to say, I want to get a new job before having a kid, it's kind of like saying, like, I want to go to the movies, but um, I don't have a pair of shoes that fit. You know, like you can find it. You can 
you can get a pair of shoes that fit or you could just go with a pair of shoes that are a little too big for you. It's like maybe having a kid is the kick in the butt you need to actually get your new job. Yeah. It just seems like it just seems like it's a bit, a bit of an excuse that doesn't really have any bearing on it. Uh, a harsh reality is that I think it is if you are a woman and you are pregnant and you're applying for jobs, I think that's going to make the job search harder. I think p- people are reluctant to hire someone and then they're going to be on maternity leave like immediately. Uh, that's not the case for this man. <laughs> um, you know, he can, yeah. he can find a job like while she's pregnant or while the child, you know, th- th- that, but that, that, yeah. uh, to play devil's advocate, like I understand that, you know, men have a higher, can have a hierarchy of like success that they want to find because once you do have the kid, like that is your priority. So he almost wants to be like stable and in a financial position where he doesn't feel the stress of not ready, but I think it'll all work out. And like, I definitely send them best wishes. That's true. My, uh, so my brother and his girlfriend just had a baby in uh, March of this year and he quit his job to pursue a new career, like right after the baby was born. So I think the baby being born was kind of his kick in the butt to get a, a new career, a career change. So I guess my point is like, maybe this is the the kick in the butt your husband needs to, finally get that new job because like let's say you weren't pregnant on the or you didn't get pregnant on the honeymoon how long would he have waited to like find that new job that he wants to be in a position where he's ready to have a kid you know like he could have just dragged his feet forever so i think it's a good thing all in all and i think uh you know it might light a fire under his butt to do finally what he always had hoped to do yes um that's that's i mean that's a tough one and it's hard too because none of us have kids but easton what's uh what's the next one you got for us All right. This one's from Lisa. What are your thoughts on dating an ex again? I moved back to my hometown and I ran into my ex that I dated all through high school. We hit it off at the bar when we ran into each other and the spark is definitely still there. He wasn't the best boyfriend to me when we dated, but it was high school. He cheated on me once and I caught him texting other girls, but I do feel he wasn't mature at the time. Should I give it another shot? (laughs) I say, yeah, heck yeah. Give it another shot. You got the chemistry, got the history. You can't be, you can't compete with history going out and meeting some random person. So yeah, maybe it didn't go so well in high school, but come on, we all make mistakes in high school. Your boy made a bunch of mistakes in high school. I mean, I still make a bunch of mistakes, but um, I don't think you should really hold anyone to that standard that they were making mistakes when they were into 17. If you're, you know, let's say you're 26 now, however old you might be. I don't know, but I don't, I don't see why not. Maybe I'm in the, I might be in the uh, minority on this one, but I feel like I disagree. Wow. I think rule number one, don't move back to your hometown, sis. And (laughs) secondly, um, I believe that people can change, but I believe that like, if there's a synergy, you might repeat a pattern that already existed. So Mm. I've, I've definitely dated exes and I mean, it takes a lot for people to really, really change and like old habits die hard. Well, and especially to your to your point, too, I think you can definitely kick an old habit. But when you reengage with someone from your past, you tend to like fall back into those same avenues that you were when you were with them however long ago. So I could see your point where it's like he cheated on her in high school and he might not cheat on his in his relationships now. But like if he gets back together with his high school girlfriend whom he cheated on, it might like, you know, invigorate yeah. old emotions or I don't know, disabilities, whatever it might be in terms of decision making. But. Cause it's like, even when drug addicts like quit, like you can't go back to your old friends cause you'll do right. the same habits. It's like, he could have changed and quit his ways, but going back there, it's just going to like, eventually I believe 
repeat because I've dated exes. I'm speaking from experience. And uh, in your experience, when you dated the ex, was it very similar to how it was dating them the first time? Yeah, not at first, right? Because they kind of like not trick you in a way, but it's different. You're reconnecting. Mm -hmm. And then it's like the patterns just repeat. Yeah, no, I feel that that makes sense. Easton, what's your opinion on it? I mean, I don't know how big of a gap this is between high school and now. Uh, this person could have definitely done a lot of growth and change. Um, but but I say just date this person. I mean, you're not getting married yeah. to them. Like, like, if they cheat on you again, like, I'm sorry, that sucks. But like, just you're, you're kind of expecting it, right? I mean, uh, just go into it with low expectations. Uh, and if he exceeds them, then that's great. And if not, then move on and find someone else in your hometown. I agree. I don't see. I mean, I agree with Victoria. The first mistake is probably moving back to the hometown. Yeah. But you've already done it. So that's water under the bridge <laughs> yeah. at this point. Why not just give it a chance and see what happens? I, I like it. I think it's a good idea. Um, we got one more, Easton, if you want to read it for us. Okay. Our last one's from David, our first uh, male uh, emailer. I haven't David, spoke. Thank you so much for emailing us. Yeah. We, we appreciate you, David. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, I haven't spoken to my girlfriend for four days now. I took her as my date to my boss's house for dinner for a dinner party, and she ended up getting way too drunk. She was throwing up. She was crying, telling my coworkers things they didn't need to know about us, like our sex life. <gasps> I'm so humiliated and mad at her for getting trashed, but I know she was probably just nervous, which led to her over drinking. I told her that I needed some time to cool off and take some space. What's your advice on this? How do I get over it and make sure she doesn't do this in the future? That's tough, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I would be embarrassed too. Yeah. Uh, four days is a long time to go without talking to your girlfriend. It seems like there's a lot of damage that's continuing to be done every every hour that goes by without you guys talking and just discussing it. Yeah. I think the first thing, the first and the best thing you can do is just have an open and honest conversation about it. Obviously, tell her you weren't happy with how it went down. I'm sure she'll apologize and promise to never do it again. But just like nothing can hurt. Nothing bad can come from talking about it. So I think the longer you wait to talk about it, the worse it's going to get. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's so awkward because it's like the people he works with. Like if I was him, I'd be really upset. But then you hear, you know, she was nervous. So she just overdrank. And it's like. Sometimes that happens. So maybe just hide all the alcohol. I'm sure her hangover is gone after four days and she's yeah. probably ready to talk. Yeah. I, um, Kaylin and I went out one night and met one of her friends uh, that I had never met before. And I got, I got wasted. I wasn't like puking or anything, but I, I definitely put my foot in my mouth like good 10 or 20 times. And, uh, I woke up the next day and Kaylin wasn't like angry at me, but she was like, you were being such an idiot last night. Like you said this, you asked her this, you yelled this. And I was like, I was, I was obviously dying laughing. I think it's hilarious, but that doesn't matter because Kaylin was like, like embarrassed by me for it. And so the best, the best solution I could have done was obviously I apologized to Kaylin to the best of my ability. And then I reached out to her friend and I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, I, you know, like, I think the best thing you can do is just kind of nip it in the bud and over communicate about the mistakes that you made and then like hopefully move on from it from there. I, I don't know. That's my take on it. I mean, we've all done dumb shit while we're drunk or whatever. So he has to give her forgiveness as long as she takes accountability. Yeah. Easton, this is a tough one for you because you guys don't drink. Yeah. Um, my, my wife drinks a little bit, but she doesn't, okay. she hasn't, she hasn't done anything like this. Uh, but um, yeah, you, you got to talk to her. You got to be, you got to be honest about it. I know it's hard, but um, just like not talking to her, it sucks. 
Uh, so you got to tell her, um, that, you know, you're embarrassed by what happened and, uh, you know, is there anything you can do to help her not feel nervous in this type of situation in the future? Um, uh, I get nervous in social situations. Uh, I get very nervous, but you know what I do? I don't get drunk. I just sit there and I keep to myself. I don't say a damn word and I'm a weirdo. Uh, and maybe, sometimes that's just <laughs> as bad. So um, I don't know. You, you got to just work with your partner to make sure they're comfortable and uh, that most importantly that they have your support. I think that's what you got to make clear. I agree. I agree. I wouldn't necessarily call this normal behavior, but it definitely happens <laughs> yeah. to many of us. And it's not something worth... Uh, tarnishing a relationship over so like yeah like everyone's kind of said talk about it figure it out i'm sure it'll be fine um well that's it that's four emails that's more than we normally do not as uh you know some juicy ones for victoria unfortunately but they were still good and i hope we helped uh all of our emailers chelsea samantha lisa and david out for the listeners out there please keep emailing us i suck at dating at iheartmedia.com we love hearing from you um victoria before you leave can you drop like you know, like let's say we've got a listener to this podcast, which we've got a couple, and they you know, heard about your OnlyFans for the first time. How does one go about finding you on OnlyFans, or where would you want them to like? Do you want them to follow your Instagram, or like what is it exactly? Yeah, so my Instagram is Victoria Larson underscore, and then my OnlyFans is in the bio. Absolutely subscribe, and Easy. also I'm going to start a podcast called Afternoon ah. Tea. So they can find me there. And definitely, if you want to be a guest, I would love that. Whenever you want me, what's Afternoon Tea going to be about? What are you going to talk about? We're going to spill the tea. Okay. I love tea. (laughs) Um, I love spilling it. So whenever you want me, I'm I'm fully on board. I'm I'm going tit for tat. You know, I, I appreciate you coming on this podcast and being our guest. I apologize for being as late as I was. I wish I could say it's a rare occurrence for this to happen, but... In all honesty, it's it just gets worse and worse. But I do really appreciate you coming on and guest hosting with us. Um, I hope that uh, you eventually figure out how to unblock Ashley. And, yes. <laughs> and I hope you have a blast the rest of your time in Europe. And I can't wait to be a guest on Afternoon Tea. Yay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Victoria. For the listeners out there, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. 
There are spots that are perfect for water sports. So you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions.